Well, that's one of the most exciting things out of it. I mean, we, we make great money at this, but it's it's even more rewarding to see somebody come along that, you know, Sharaka, for example, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago, I remember her complaining she didn't have money to get a, a spare tire fixed on her car to go to work. Mm. And here she is now. And I think she made $25,000 last month. Last month. Last month. <laughs> right. <laughs> Thomas Roach, the marketing director at Senior Life Insurance Company. Obviously, we're not at the home office today. We're at a hotel in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we're all fired up. Today, we have an amazing guest, good friend of mine, an RVP with the company, my friend Rob. Rob, how you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you today? I'm doing great, man. We we're actually in Charlotte because you're having a, I guess, a banquet ceremony kind of thing for your agents today. Correct. What, what we got going on today? You know, we're just going to get all the agents together to give them a little bit of recognition and show them that we appreciate all the hard work and effort that they do and make some plans for the next couple of months of what we're going to do to keep the year going. Now, when we were kind of planning this event, you know, we uh, came here as kind of a support staff, helped set up some equipment and stuff. Why is it important to you for your downline for you to recognize them in such a way? Because you have a lot of people that are going to be recognized today. We do got quite a few people that will be recognized today. We should have about 200 people here probably total. Mm. You know, it just with – Agents need to know that we appreciate them and that we support them in their efforts and what they do and getting out, helping and protecting the families that we do. So with that, like, kind of give me some background information because uh, you, you've, you've done a lot of different jobs in the past. <laughs> you've had a couple different careers. Yes. Uh, I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were working construction prior to doing final expense. Is that right? Right. So I've been in the construction business most all my life. I've had a few restaurants and you know, I've got a general contractor license, still have it today. It's just not much worth the paper it's wrote on anymore. <laughs> right. And then when the economy blew up, I had a few health issues, had to have back surgery a couple of times and, uh, you know, just kind of laying around licking my wounds, I guess. Uh, the insurance industry seemed like something that I could do mm-hmm. health wise. And it seemed to be a uh, recession proof business. It was, you know, it was a bit of a struggle getting started for myself. I just, uh, I guess, I had to learn to get out of my own way. Mm. And mm. once I accomplished that, yeah, mm, right. <laughs> that's, that's easier said than done. Right. But once I accomplished that and figured some things out, and and actually, you know, there was a book that I read um, that really helped me a lot. And I'm not a big reader, mm. but I had a guy tell me one time, you know, when I was asking for some advice, asked me what I was reading. And I thought it was kind of silly, you know. I mean, I am I made it through third grade. I, I know how to read, you know. <laughs> right. I need to have some help selling insurance. Right. And this book that I read was, its name of the book is How I Raised Myself from Failure to Success in Selling. And what I liked about it is the guy was selling insurance 100 years ago mm. and became a millionaire back, you know, during the Depression. And here we are again in another depression right? and kind of just timing hit right for me and reading that book, learning some of the things that he did a hundred years ago, mm-hmm. those exact same things that we do today. Wow. And that really kind of what clicked in my head. Why am I trying to reinvent things? Why don't I just get out of my own way and do what they did a hundred years ago? Because same stuff we do today. Mm. 
Definitely. So how do you how do you even discover like final expenses and option though? Like how does it even get on your radar whenever you were uh, kind of in recovery mode after getting injured? So laying around, you know, healing up from back surgeries, I stumbled across insurance stuff on Craigslist. Oh wow! And the company that I started with was an IMO mm-hmm. that boasted about you know having twenty different carriers and you know they tried to be everything to everybody. And I failed at all of them. So I tell people mm-hmm. I, I failed my way into final expense. Failed your way? What does that mean exactly? I, I couldn't write an annuity to save my life. Mm-hmm. I wasn't real good at doing mortgage protection, but I seemed to do pretty good with the final expense side of it. And then with the company I was with, they struggled getting leads mm-hmm. and a good a good lead for final expense. You know, when you get a, a mortgage protection lead and the guy's 75 years old, right. you can't really write him a term policy. So we had to do final expense with him anyhow. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, got with another company that was uh, focused on final expense, was there for a while, did started getting pretty good at it and did okay with it. And I just wanted a true unlimited opportunity that was a little limited where I was. And here we are today. Here we are today. How long were you... Uh, in insurance uh, before you got with Senior Life? About two years. What was it about? How did you find out about Senior Life, us being a medium-sized company at this point? What was it? How did you discover us? So, you know, actually, I was uh, on a family vacation at Lake Hartwell, South Carolina, from Florida. And I was telling my wife, I said, I wish there was a company just like the one I was currently with, but didn't have the limitations on it. Okay. And I actually... uh, Came across an ad on Craigslist. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I called the company, and Ron Powell called me back. There it is. Asked me to come to the office. About a week later, I was sitting in Thomasville. What were some of those initial impressions whenever you met Ron and, and met some of the other people at the home office? Honestly? Yeah. Not good. Not good. I, I pulled up to a, a rundown old grocery store. Oh, so it was the old home that, office. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the nice, shiny and one. <laughs> I, I I drove six hours, and I pulled up to an old rundown Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> food line. It was a food line. Food line, okay. <laughs> and I sat there in the parking lot thinking, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> and I went inside. Ron wasn't there yet. And actually, uh, Mike Harper come out and said hi to me. Yeah. And told me that, you know, why, and we talked for a minute. I told him you know, I was had been a builder, and he's like, well, you know, you probably can appreciate what our new office is. He says, you know, while we're waiting on Ron to get here, let's, you know, go across the street, right. and I'll, I'll show it to you. And it was still under construction yeah. at the time. But, you know, with my background, I like getting to walk around the building and see it while it was still under construction. Yeah. And when, like most people, when they pull up to that place and see it, you know, where it is today, you can, you, then you get the wow factor. Yeah, it is know? very impressive. And for me getting to walk around there, I could just by that see the vision of where this company was going and, and what they were wanting to do. So, I mean, it's all, sometimes it's about chance. Sometimes, you know, things happen by accident. Do you, do you think you would have felt the same had you not taken that trip to the uh, new home office while it was under construction if you just went to the rundown uh, food lion? Oh no! Going and seeing the, the the office being built and knowing what the vision was—I mean, it, it it made a big impression on me. Definitely. And then, what was it like meeting Ron for the first time, like in person? It it was cool. You know, Ron's a very uh, inspiring person. Yeah. You know, to see the challenges and things that he's gone through, where they came from, and the the issues that he's had—it's mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's, he's a very motivating, inspiring individual. 
And you, you talk about, you know, the transition going from construction going to final expense, you know, but eventually you do hit a stride. You have a moment where you do start making sales on a very regular basis. You become very successful. What was that? Was it just by chance because you started making the sales and you started feeling better? Was it, you know, we're on the mindset tour? Was it your mindset at the time? What was like your aha moment that made this the industry that you wanted to stick with? You know, it's hard to explain, and especially for me in the the world that I grew up in, there wasn't a lot of thinking, I guess to say, you know. Mm -hmm. And in this business, you got to do a lot of thinking, and you got to get your mind right. Mm -hmm. And we talk about that, right, that you've got to get your mind right where you need to be. And, again, I go back to that book. It really helped me to open my eyes and a couple of other books that I've read that people have shared with me and said, hey, you know, these are really good for our industry. Right. Has helped me to, I guess, just to see things in a little bit of a different point of light, you know? Right. And I knew doing this, getting started in it, when I really first, even before I even got good at it, mm-hmm. you know, it, it took me a while and I struggled. I, I didn't write a policy for three months. Three months. Being in the field, running the leads. Overdrafting a bank account. Right. And having to wait to get back straightened out before I could go back out and run leads again and, mm-hmm. and fail and fall on my face some more. Right. And I came home more and more and more being a failure. But when I did finally, after after three months of doing that, I wrote my first policy mm-hmm. in Lehigh Acres, Florida. Okay. And I came home feeling like I was a stud. There it is. And then three days later, the guy canceled the policy. Oh, man. And there it is. <laughs> and, you know, it was a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah. But it didn't take me long, I guess, to get my mind right mm-hmm. and to build the confidence and to realize that if these guys can do this that are doing it, mm-hmm. why can't I? Yeah. And that's what my struggle was, you know, because I've, I've done well at every other thing I've done. But right. I sucked at this getting started. Mm. It was bad. And you stuck with it. I I pushed through and stuck with it. And then uh, when I really started focusing on final expense, you know, I mean, I got to where I was writing $20,000 every month. There it is. And uh, it just kept going. So eventually, you know, whenever uh, you become uh, doing, when you start doing better at personal production, uh, eventually you want to start building a team. No, No. I wanted, I wanted to build a team. I got in this business to not be an insurance agent. Okay. I wanted to build a business. Mm. That's what attracted me to to the insurance industry. Why is that? There's just the, the pure numbers of it, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, if, if you can go out and write business yourself, right? you can make a great living. But if you can go out and help others, you know, I, I think it was uh, Henry Ford said this, I think it was him, or maybe... Uh, Rockefeller, one of them, Mm -hmm. said that, uh, would you rather make 1% of your effort or no, would you rather make 100% of your effort Mm -hmm. or 1% of a thousand people's effort? Right. And there it is. That's just kind of a no brainer to me. I guess being just having been an entrepreneur probably my whole life, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've had a real job in a long time. (laughs) Okay. And I just, you know, I've seen how it could work. Right. You know? A lot of people have a hard time being motivated, you know, and you, like you said, you've kind of been your own boss for majority of your adult life. What, what is, what are the things that keep you motivated? You know, cause for an independent agent, it's very easy to, for your mind to go off course and for you to not 
produce, for you not to hire people, to kind of get lost in the weeds? What keeps you from doing that? I don't have an answer to that. I've, okay. I've just always been that way my whole life. Okay. I mean, I've, I've, I've worked since I was 14 years old. Mm-hmm. I've been up early, had my butt to work every day of my life. There it you is. Know, I had uh, four kids at an early age, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of motivation right. to, to <laughs> keep lot of, things hopping. A lot know? of miles to feed right there. You know, I mean, you can get off track sometimes and get off in the weeds with things, but with this business, I, I why people succeed and why people don't succeed in mm-hmm. it is, to me, it's just they're just not working. Just not working. Hmm. It's not hard. It's the easiest thing I've ever done in my life, and I've, I've had a lot of different businesses that I've had and this this is is very, well I say it's very simple mm-hmm. simplest thing I've ever done in my life right it's not always easy but it's very simple what is it what how does it feel whenever because you, you have a lot of people on your downline that are very successful you know uh you work a lot with Lewis you know Sharaka there's so many people that do so well that are in your agency how does that feel whenever you bring somebody on board or you see someone come on board and you see them thrive well, that's one of the most exciting things out of it. I mean, we, we make great money at this, but it's it's even more rewarding to see somebody come along that, you know, Sharaka, for example, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of years ago, I remember her complaining she didn't have money to get a, a spare tire fixed on her car to go to work. Mm. And here she is now, and I think she made $25,000 last month. Last month. Last month. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and three years ago, she couldn't buy a tire to go to work. There it is. You know, and we've got a lot of people that are in the same situation mm-hmm. like that, you know, and it's, I, I love it seeing people, you know, come in and, and struggling and then a few years later they're succeeding and doing great. A lot of people wonder, you know, they think there's a perfect recruit, you know, people like to review resumes and say, oh, I don't want that person. I don't want this person. Obviously your resume prior to final expense looks like somebody who hasn't done anything in that type of industry. So they may have not wanted to have hired you. What are the things that you look for? Like, what do you think about those kinds of um, mindsets that there's certain people that they don't want to hire and things like that? You can't, you can't pre-qualify anybody in this business. Mm. How, How can you know the heart of a man by looking at him? You can't look at me and tell me what I'm going to do. Right. You know, you know, there might be guys that smile a lot more than me, talk a lot more than me. <laughs> right. Wear, you know, nicer clothes than I wear all the time. Right. And they might look like they're going to be great and successful instead in this business and, and flop and don't do nothing. Mm. You know, how can you tell the heart of a man by looking at him? That's very true. That is very true. You can't prejudge anybody. There it is. There it is. So you, you have a lot of people in your downline. You you recruit a lot of people. Um, what what do you for your agency? What are your goals in the future? You're already the number one, you know, RVP with Senior Life. Your agency is already number one. What are your, what are your goals for the future? I'm just gonna keep on driving. I mean, we 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 don't have any per se goals that we want to hit. Mm-hmm. We just want to keep hitting as far as we can go. Definitely. Sky's the limit, you know. We're not we're not gonna set any numbers out there to restrict ourselves definitely definitely now you know one of the things we always talk about you know senior life is a family we try to keep it as a family oriented family type of atmosphere and speaking of family your son craig is actually in the room with us right now uh and he's a manager with senior life in your organization what is that like bringing your son on board after you've seen success and to have him start going in kind of the same direction you know 
a lot of people say, you know, you're living the dream working working with your son. And a lot of times it is. Yeah. And some days it's a nightmare. But, <laughs> you know, most of the times it's pretty good. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I've, I've been close to my kids all my life, you know, and, and to see them, I've got four boys. Oh, wow. Three of them have their insurance license. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is still running a restaurant that we had, you know, from years ago. Right. The older one just wasn't his cup of tea. Right. And the two younger ones work with me in the business daily. You know, Craig's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's it's exciting to see your kids being able to follow in your footsteps. And, you know, I wish I would have known about this business when I was in my 20s. Right. Right. What's uh, In order for anybody to be successful, one of the big important things is for your spouse to be on board. You know, a lot of people that I've seen in this industry do very well is because their spouse was behind them. And I heard a really good quote um, that Robert Shiver had said that you had said during a conversation about how your wife definitely uh, is one of your big inspirations uh, and definitely is one of the big fuels of your success. Would you like to elaborate on that a little bit for me? You know, I've been married since I was 19 years old. Oh, wow. To the same girl. Right. You know, and uh, she's never been one to... Just questioned me a few times. Right. <laughs> even even started an insurance business. She's like, are you sure you know what you're doing here? <laughs> right. And I'm like, not entirely, right. but we're going to figure it out, you know. And I know a lot of guys in this business that talk about, you know, they have struggles at home and their wives get on them about what they're doing. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, I guess I got a good one. You there know? you go. I, I, don't, I don't have those problems in my house. You know? Right. I mean, my wife's, you know, a lot of my motivation. Mm, there you go. There you go. You travel a lot too. You know, you go from the Carolinas to Florida uh, quite a bit. Is is you know, and the old school, like when we interviewed Mitch Connor, you know, he had a lot of war stories about you know traveling from different states and things like that. What keeps you going? What keeps you wanting to travel back and forth like that for for your agents? You know, you you got to stay connected with your people, and they got to stay plugged into you. You know, I mean, this microphone right here. If it wasn't plugged in, would it work? Not at all. And, you know, and that's what I tell them. I mean, our best leaders I have, I talk to every day. Mm. You know, you mentioned Lewis a minute ago. Mm-hmm. I talk to Lewis every day of the week. Every single Christmas, day. Christmas, Sunday, Easter, my birthday, his mm. birthday, every day. Right. Two or three times most of the days. And, you know, he's the most successful leader we got here on the team. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other leaders that we have coming on, I, t- I tell them, you know, we've got to talk on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be about a lot. But right. you got to stay plugged in. Mm, definitely. You know? Definitely. With uh, with Senior Life, you know, Senior Life is successful because of the agents. You know, if it wasn't for you guys, the company wouldn't be what it is. You know, I have an amazing job in marketing at the home office. And if it wasn't for you and those like you, I wouldn't be able to do that. So I definitely thank you for that. Uh, with the company uh, playing your part, what do you, where do you see Senior Life in the future? What are your future ideas, future goals with Senior Life? We just want to keep on building and growing. Definitely. You know, I mean, the company's going to keep going the way it's going. I mean, look at where we've gone just in the, you know, July will be six years that I've been here. Mm. And look where we've gone from 2013 to where we are now. Absolutely. You know, and we just, we just want to be a huge part of it and, you know, become a household name in the final expense business. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Before we wrap up, you know, I always like to give the guests an opportunity. Do you have anything else you want to say? to your team, to senior life, or anything at all before we get out of here? 
Great job, guys. Keep pushing. There it is. There it is. Ladies and gentlemen, Rob, our number one RVP with the company. This is all fired up. And like we always say, it's senior life, all your life. All right. All right.